listening to Real Talk SLP with your host, Felice Clark, the Deviling Speechy. This is a show to help speech pathologists navigate the SLP world with real-life stories to celebrate therapy successes and how to persevere when failure comes knocking on your door. Have you ever pulled something random off the shelf or you were in a rush after an IEP meeting or another group ran late? So you're just like grabbing something off the shelf and you're like, I don't even know how this session is going to go. This is going to be a disaster. (laughs) But you dive in and then you realize, oh my goodness, my students love this material or they love this activity. And, and it's something that it's, it's either random because you would have never chosen that material for that particular age, or it was just something really simple or something a little bit off the wall that you're like, wow, that really worked. And, and that's, that's what we're going to be talking about today. It's who knew my students would love this. And this whole episode is really going to be brought to you by other SLPs who have commented on some threads on my Facebook page, um, sharing something that they learned about with working with students. Like who knew that my kids would love the game Sneaky Snacky Squirrel so much. And and the point of this episode is really to help uh, inspire us all that taking chances, trying something new, uh, seeing what would happen with a certain material is okay. And in fact, it can give us really, really valuable information about the types of materials and activities that we need to continue to bring into our therapy rooms. Um, and, and I think sometimes we, you know, we, we start to get in ruts with our therapy. We, you know, maybe we're struggling because we just, we keep doing the same thing over and over again. And, Either the students aren't responding, but you're kind of like, I don't know what to try next. Or maybe you've gotten into this mindset that like, well, I work with older kids. I would never play Candyland with them. Um, And I, you know, and I'm not going to do that. And we're not really always remembering that we have kids sitting in front of us and they are all unique and different and have different interests, different things that they like. And, and so we'll have these aha moments where we realize like, oh my goodness, this is something that I can use with this particular group or with this age group. And now I've just expanded um, a material, a game or an activity to not only cover maybe my kindergarten students, but now I can even use that same material with my third graders. And and when we start to look at our materials and in the in the lens of adapting it for a lot of different ages and a, a lot of different goals, we are able to plan using one material or one theme or one book to to do really good therapy without stressing out on you know trying to make new activities for all these different groups right it's it's not a perfect system sometimes we do have to plan specific lessons for specific goals but this is a, a reminder to us all that we need to take chances in our therapy we need to you know explore what could work for our students and and a lot of times this happens to us with 
without us really planning for it to happen, right? Because if you're a school-based SLP, especially, you know how um, all over the place your day can feel at times, right? Um, I remember a long time ago during my CF year, I walked into a school and I literally had three shelves of materials that weren't very you know, there wasn't a lot of variety. Um, and I remember I was in a session with a couple of students and we had about five minutes left and I was like, what are we going to do? I'm done with my activity. Well, I had some smelling markers and I pulled those off and we started drawing and smelling the markers and describing the smells. And I'm, you know, I basically had to, I, I felt like I was winging it, right? <laughs> How many times do we feel like we're winging it? in one day. Um, it can feel like a million sometimes, but yeah. So in that session, you know, I realized like, wow, smelling markers are actually a really great therapy material. And I felt inadequate as a clinician because I was pull, grasping at straws, trying to find something to do with my students. When in reality, that, that whole situation provided me an opportunity to realize, you know what, I can do a lot with smelly markers. I can do a lot with markers too, um, with a lot of different students. Right. And so that's what this episode is going to be about. Before I jump into some of the examples that SLPs have shared, I want to let you guys know that, uh, the theme therapy SLP membership is coming back in July and I'm planning a fun uh, challenge that you'll get some details soon about, but we are relaunching that membership. So if you have been thinking about, you know, doing theme therapy, but you're just overwhelmed with the idea of having to find activities to cover your, your preschool to fifth grade students, this membership is for you. And it is basically, you're going to get we're going to be adding a third theme to each month. So every month you're going to get three themes of materials that are a variety of digital and print materials that will help you cover all the goals on your caseload using a themed based approach. And so you'll get the choice of three different themes. We've got a lot of stuff planned for that. So if you are interested in learning more about this membership or even sending it to your employer to see if they can support you this year, there is a link in the show notes, themetherapyslp.com, where you can go and get on the wait list so that you do not miss the details for when we launch because we're going to have some, you know, goodies, fast action bonuses for those that are like ready to get in the membership. Um, it's been one of those things that have been really fun to help support SLPs and, and help them stay inspired in the job. Because I remember when I was doing a lot of theme therapy, it's a lot of work to plan. It's, I mean, it, it can be simple, but it also is a lot to figure out how to adapt for your students. And that's one of those things that I thought I, I saw the need that SLPs need some support with taking lesson planning off their plate so that they can focus on serving their students well in therapy and actually being excited about therapy. And, and not dreading going into work. And one of those roadblocks is not having um, enough materials ready to go. And so that's what this membership helps solve the problem. It also helps with, you know, sh there's clinical maintenance 
webinars every month to help support you with implementing different types of skills that you may see on your caseload. So there's a lot of support with the membership. If you have any questions, you can also reach out to me on social media at the dabbling speechy, and I can answer any questions. So I feel like I've been babbling on about my membership, but if you're, but I'm excited about it because we're, we're getting in, we're getting in launch mode to reopen it. And so it's an exciting thing. So again, we're going back to who knew my students would love this. And number one, I just shared my first example earlier, smelly markers, smelly markers. There is something about smelly markers, um, that kids are like, what? I mean, I love to smell them. <laughs> when I was a kid and I still do like to smell them. I don't know if I like black licorice, but I definitely still did smell it going like, that's a weird smell. Um, but yeah, you know, instead of buying regular markers, getting, you know, stampy markers, those markers that stamp or smelly markers, it could be just that little slight tweak that gets your students excited to practice their speech or language goals. Instead of just writing tallies on a piece of paper, they get to pick which smelly marker they want to write on their paper, right? So it's all of this. This episode really is all about how can we think differently about the materials and tools that we're choosing and how can we present it in a way that makes our kids our students that we work with get curious or excited or think we're the coolest thing ever, right? I mean, nothing nothing makes me happier when someone when a kid wants to be with me and especially if I can if I can reel in those middle schoolers to think that I'm kind of like slightly cool or at least on their side, I feel like a superwoman. <laughs> Um, it's a good feeling, right? So anyways, okay, enough of me kind of rambling around. I'm just going to go down the list and share some things that SLPs uh, shared. And one SLP said, Candyland plus fifth grade boys, who knew? I had left the game out from the previous session with first graders and the fifth graders begged to play it. And, and another couple other SLPs said the same thing, but they said it about don't break the ice. The, their fifth through eighth graders were like, I love don't break the ice. Um, and, and that's just, this is our reminder that games, yes, they're, in, they're, they can be used with younger kids or the age group that they were intended, but we could also look at Candyland and don't break the ice and go, hmm, could I use this as a themed prop? Can I use this for other goals besides just playing the game? Um, could I, you know, could I use this to cover some of the goals or create it as a material? Because I did too find this with some of my older students was that even if I didn't play the game exactly as the rules stated, but I used the game as part of my materials, uh, students were definitely more bought in to the, the activity. You know, worksheets are great. Flashcards are great. We all use them because they are effective. But if we're just doing worksheets week after week after week, our kids want to feel challenged. And we talked about that in episode 91 with Kristen Bowers about providing a challenge, especially with your older students. And so just, you know, a lot of SLPs 
shared these aha moments too. Another SLP said, this year, Super Duper's Lids and Lizards has been the most requested game. It surpassed Pop the Pig in number of requests. Now, I don't know if this SLP was like tallying how many requests or if this was just a guesstimation, but you know, that's, that's an interesting thing. I personally have not, I, I don't keep pop the pig out. The kids don't really, I, I finally got a pop the pig, but I don't have that game out on display. Um, but lids and lizards is a really fun game. And so that is a fun, interesting takeaway. I actually have some free printables, um, that you can use with lids and lizards that are based on different seasonal themes throughout the year. And so that's one thing that I really like to do is I like to take a game and see if I can adapt it so that I can keep pulling it out time after time throughout the year, but it still feels novel and engaging because we've put a slight twist on it. And so I'll give you a quick example of lids and lizards. So we all know the game lids and lids and lizards, you know, there's those little tin cans and underneath some of the cards are lizards, right? So instead of putting lizards, so for the summer, you could put some lifeguards, lids and lifeguards. In the springtime, or if you're doing a bug theme, lids and ladybugs. And so you're twisting the game a little bit so it feels a little novel, but it's still the same consistent activity that your students are familiar with. And we are always in that balance between um, helping our students, you know, know what's going to happen next, like that being consistent so they can, they understand the framework of what happens in our therapy sessions, but also, you know, twisting, you know, switching things up so they feel like they are being, there's something new to look forward to. That's, that's how we stay excited about learning. Um, another SLP said, I spy laminated scenes using dry erase markers. And I think many of us use dry erase markers, but those suckers, those things are very, very motivating. And that is what really brought me into making my articulation flipbooks many, many years ago was because I needed something that was going to create um, motivation and help me also get high trials and something that once I prepped it, I could grab it and use it and get that drill in and know and feel good about my session. Like, well, we got our drill in. Now we can move on to a more naturalistic task to practice their speech sounds. Right. And so I, when I made my articulation flip books, uh, they are designed to be used with dry erase markers and kids go bananas for that. So I will link in the show notes, my articulation flip books. I have no print versions and then I have printable versions as well, but they do. They love it. They love the dry erase markers. And another SLP wrote that she didn't realize, she's like, who knew my kids would love my pens? And she has these erasable ones that click with a hook. And she said that by allowing her students to use these, you know, fancy pens, fancy pens, um, the kids are excited to keep their own data. And she was like, what? You know, you, you get a little mind blown because you're going, wow, I never even thought of this. And you're almost flabbergasted. Like it's that simple. (laughs) Sometimes we as adults want to complicate things, right? You know what I mean? Um, And so, yeah, your pens, or if you can go find some cool pens, 
at the dollar store or decorate some pens so it's like the cool pen i know my daughter would totally dig that like a fluffy princessy pen she would dig it um and yeah some other materials that other other slps talked about like that are similar to pens they said the dot bingo markers um if you if, if she could include those into every activity with some of her self-contained students she said it made therapy real go really well and it, and she had she discovered some new ideas for how to use dot markers into the session so just even like looking at materials in a new way or the tools like we could have put mini erasers on on the worksheets or we could have used crayons but because we switched and used dot markers it brought the worksheet to life it brought the activity to life and that, and it's not going to be perfect with every student on our caseload but some of these aha moments it, it gives us new therapy ideas um one slp i was totally laughing um she said i draw them pictures this week one student could only think about harry potter so i drew harry and we worked on L and S blends that way. I like his scarf. I like his glasses, etc., etc. It worked well, but they all love for me to draw a picture just for them instead of a game. And I am not even good at drawing. And when she put in the quotation marks, I'm not even good at drawing. I was like, okay, maybe I could do this idea because I am not good at drawing. Everybody else in my family, in, in my daughter, my son, my husband, they are amazing artists, amazing sketch artists. I am not good at drawing. So the fact that she said that, hey, they loved it, you know, that goes a long way. All, that, all you need there is a pen, a piece of paper, and some creative thinking. And I love that example, that drawing pictures, um, can keep our students motivated. I remember I did many years ago, I love reading the book Beach Day by Karen Rusa because it has such vibrant pictures of people at the beach and there's so much stimulation on the pages that I can talk about vocabulary and grammar. And I remember one of the extension activities I planned was I literally went to the, to the staff room and found some um, 11 by 14 construction paper. And I, after we read the book and talked about the vocabulary and I exposed them to their background knowledge, I had the students, um, draw things that they wished they could do if they were to go to the beach. And then I just, I think I found some real sand at the dollar store by chance. And we glued, uh, we put glue, like the real glue, not the paste glue. We put real glue after they drew their picture and then we sprinkled sand on trays just to give it that extra little artsy element but it was really a simple just they were drawing what they would want to do at the beach and the kids really really liked that so that's a great summer activity if you're working over the summer all right so a couple of more ideas and then we will wrap this up so one slp shared stomping on spiders that were scribbled on masking tape that was stuck on the floor around the room. So they said that the kids loved to stomp on spiders that were scribbled. That So it sounds like this, this SLP was probably late for therapy or just sweating, trying to figure out what she's going to do for therapy. So she's scribbling spiders on the masking tape and the kids got to stomp on them and that's it. That was it. 
And obviously it sounds like she has some cluster reduction goals on her caseload because that is an amazing play activity um, to work on those those clusters, right? Those Esplan clusters. So, you know, look at your look at masking tape, especially like that blue tape, and think about what could I do with that tape with some of my toys or with some of the things around my room um, that could engage your students and work on their goals. Because I bet if the kids were super, super excited to stomp on the spiders, they were more than motivated to practice their speech sounds many, many, many times, right? Um, And that when you find an activity like that, you cash in on that. You cash in on that. You don't just get 100 trials. You get 200. <laughs> like when I, I just know when I'm in therapy and I'm like, oh, my gosh, they are loving this. And I was like, okay, we've got to we got to figure out how to get as many productions as we can without revealing that we are super, super excited. Because if they find out that we are working, this could turn a different direction very quickly. Um, all right. And so another two more, and then we will be done for this episode. So another SLP shared getting to use my itty bitty dice when playing race to 100. So I'm sure many of you have, I have a free race to 100 game. Um, I will link that into the show notes so that you can go download it, but it's basically, you just roll the die, how many trials you get, um, you practice your speech sounds or you practice your target or, or your goal. And then whoever gets their hundred chart filled up, they win. Right. And that in itself is a really, really easy game that most kids love the little kids. And then the bigger kids like it as well. But the, so this was a great example of making a little twist with the choice of tools. She pulled out her little bitty dice And I'm sure that maybe the SLP thought like, well, this is all I have on hand. Um, Let's play the game. And so to see that her kids were reacting like, this is cool. We get to use this dice. I'm sure I could just imagine what the kids were all saying. Um, That made them feel like this was a really fun activity, right? And so I know, and it's the same thing like if you had a giant dice, you know, they'd be like, whoa, that's cool. So if you could find a giant dice, I'm sure that would be really fun. Um, Or creating some cool, funny rules, like if they roll a two, they have to do something goofy. Um, I know that my, so spoiler alert or, you know, fun fact about me, my husband is really, really into board games and, and playing some of those like more complex games. So we have multi- 20 multi-side dice, 20, right? Now this is a sneaky trick. Okay. This is a sneaky trick. You pull out the the 20 sided dice and inside internally as a clinician, you're going roll the 20, just roll the 20 (laughs) because you're going to get the kids going to practice 20 times. And when it's part of the game and they're going to get 20 points, um, they're going to practice their 20, their 20, productions. Um, I mean, some kids that would overwhelm them, but for the most part, if I, if I did that, the kids are like fine with it. Um, and then one last one, an SLP said, who knew my students would love my junk bin. And so she said that she just had a random bin with what we would consider junk. And what that really means is she probably had a random bin filled with different toys and items. And 
the kids were so curious and intrigued by that. And when you have it, you, all you need to do really, and I do this with my color themed sensory bins is I'll go through my toys, um, game sets, different things that I, you know, dollhouse, like, is there anything that's that color? You just kind of throw it all in and you will find a way to cover so many goals. And so it's the same concept. Like you can throw in random junk into a bin and let the kids explore and you can create stories with it. You can use sentence structure. You can work on um, vocabulary and describing WH questions. And what's so cool about it is that the kids think it's, it's neat, right? So those are some ideas for you to use this upcoming school year. If you're working ESY, start to look at what are your kids um, excited about when you pull something out. And, and just to recap a few things um, that we talked about in this episode is think outside the box when it comes to games that what might work for younger kids could also be great for older students and vice versa. Um, consider your tools that you're picking. Like instead of just doing crayons, what if you used a dry erase marker, bingo markers, right? Um, could you, you know, could you do something that's low prep, like drawing them pictures and going off of a passion or interest that they have? Um, you know, how can you take a simple object like masking tape and turn it into an activity that kids think is cool and that what our junk drawers could be our most effective therapy tool ever, right? <laughs> um, all right, SLPs, I hope you had fun listening to this episode. As always, be the SLP that every kid wants to see. Stay inspired. And if this if this episode or a particular episode from the Real Talk SLP podcast was inspiring to you, I would love it if you left me a review, particularly a five-star review, if you really do love this podcast, because it always helps me to know what what I can do to help support you so that you can serve your students well. I will talk with you all next week. Uh-huh. 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 U